All right. Welcome to the fifth episode. Much anticipated. Everyone has been waiting for this. It's huge. Uh, I want to kick things off with uh, a call-in that we had right on the hotline. It, it, it really stood out to me, and I just I want to start things off with this. Let's, write, let, let's ride right into it. Corey Shear here. I uh, I don't really have a question. Um, kind of just had a had a good week. Wanted to talk to you about it here. Uh, maybe hear from you if you like. You know. Um. So Friday night, I meet this girl at the bar. Nice lady. Um. You know. You know. Good time. You know. We really connected. I felt like mingled. Bought her a couple drinks. Regretted that in the morning, but, uh, it was a good time. And, uh, we came back to my house and we, you know, we hang out, you know, watch little movies, you know, you know, you know, you know the deal. And, uh, she, I go to bed, I wake up, my room completely clean. Now I'm talking, my room, like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to hide, but my room was, it was a little crusty, you know, there's clothes everywhere, you couldn't, you can't tell the clean from the dirty on my floor. It's I can tell, but an outsider looking in, you know, it's it, it's bad. It, it's like a bomb went off in here. Um, I wake up, my clothes are folded, put away in my drawers. Uh, everything's clear. My shoes are lined up perfectly. Socks matching in my drawer. Um, and she she Ubered herself home in the morning. And you know. I, Every girl should be like that, man. I mean, that was awesome. I woke up the next day. It was, it was unbelievable. Um, but moving on, I got a, something that really just, it, it grinds my gears. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this much. Uh, people parking in the driveway. Now, my roommates, they, not gonna name any names, but they cannot park. Girlfriends cannot park. Oh, it's the worst. I'm, I pull in. They park right behind me. I have to ask them to move. It just throws me off, throws my day off. It's unbelievable. And uh, I noticed, really, like, recently you did a uh, a uh, foods, places that you hate, hate to eat at. And I thought you left one out That's uh, that we all can agree on. It's Subway. It's... Don't get me started on Subway. It's terrible. It's awful. The meat's not real. You ask for oven-roasted turkey, they just throw whatever. They don't care. It's terrible. And I want to know what you think. Maybe some people don't feel the same. Um, Kind of a personal opinion there. Uh, But I'd love to hear your feedback uh, day-to-day with Ben Lewis. Keep it it going, man. I like what you're doing over there. Uh, Signing off, Corey Shear. All right. There's a lot to unpack here. Now, I want to talk about I, – I listened to this call-in and I just got excited. I mean there is so much to take in, to digest and I loved it so much. I reached out to Corey. He's one of my good friends and welcome him to the show. Here he is, Corey Shear. Ben, um, can't thank you enough for bringing me on. It's an honor. I can't lie to you. I, I had a little trouble getting here. Uh, my, my car is in your driveway right now. I'm zero miles to east, so you, <laughs> you, you might be bringing me home tonight, buddy. That's all I'm saying. But uh, thank you, Ben. It's an honor. 
I've, I've noticed this happens like with my car too. How does it even happen where you have zero miles till E and like you keep going? The thing is, it's, it's commitment. And that's, that's one thing you got to have and you got to keep it going. If you believe your car will continue to roll and that, that's the important point is to believe. But I want to talk about this week that you had. Now, this call was Uh, huge and there was all kinds of stuff involved in this. Now, let's start in the beginning. This uh, lady friend that you had, what went on? Start from the beginning. I'll tell you this much. She's an angel. Um, You know, like I said, I meet her at the bar. We come home. You guys are hitting it off at the bar. First time you met? I met her her once before. Uh, It was kind of planted the seed, harvested it. Let it grow. Uh, saw her at Keys Bar, and we were hitting it off. I can't. I can't lie about it. We come home, like I said. Wake up, spotless. Room completely spotless. I'm not lying about it. Clothes were folded up. I'm not even exaggerating that. I haven't had matched socks since my mom did my laundry. She actually matched the socks. The together. socks. God the bless her. Black socks to black socks. And the boxers, all put together, perfect. Folded, all in the top drawer, right where they belong. When was the last time your room was clean like this? <laughs> Never? Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's been a while. Yeah, no, th- this is something that, you know, you say in the voicemail, all girls need to be like this. I agree, this is so nice. It's beautiful. It's you, you wake up in the morning, your stuff is put away, your clothes are folded, you wake up happy, and, and Ubering yourself home, you know, like... After cleaning my room, I'd probably Uber her home, you know? Unbelievable. But, but on top of it, it's the icing on the cake. And I'll tell you what. If I see this girl at the bar ever again, that that's my girl. That's the one girl. She she earned the respect on that one. And it's good she, karma. It's going to come back to her. It's very good for her. That's what I agree with that. Exactly. And then moving on. So you talk about the whole parking in the driveway. We've talked about this on uh, the podcast. It is terrible. And you have firsthand experience uh, from what it sounds like. There's several different ways that they park. I'll tell you, there's one way to ruin my day. It's parking in the driveway. You pull in. You have a nice whole slot of the driveway to yourself. Now, you're talking about people that don't live at your house. No, not in the driveway. Not residents. We're talking – I'm not pointing fingers. We're talking uh, (laughs) maybe a girlfriend, maybe a friend of a friend. They come in. They pull behind me. I want to leave in the morning. I have to go wake them up, get their keys, move their car, ends up making me late for class. You got to set your alarm earlier because of your guests. That's unacceptable. It should never happen and it needs to be touched on. It's a topic that needs to be touched on. Have the courtesy to park in the grass across the road. Exactly. Park, park in the grass in front of the house. Now, we've discussed it a lot. I don't want to harp on it too much just because, uh, you know, it, it's been discussed. Uh, if you don't get it by now, I, I'm a little bit concerned about you. Um, but moving on in your phone call, uh, you've talked about, you know, we discussed in episode four re- uh, chains mm-hmm. that you don't need to eat at. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Subway. And mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you brought this into discussion. Ugh. Subway is god-awful. How bad? Dude, I'll tell you this much. You walk into Subway, first of all, it's like they don't even watch you there. It's like you walk in. The worst customer service on earth. You walk in and they just ridicule you for being there. Like I'm trying to give you my money and eat your food and you're going to give me that customer service. Now, the only good thing about Subway, I'll admit, 
is their cookies. Oh yeah, it, it's then, tough to ruin a cookie though. Let's. Uh, you're right about you that. You know, I mean, got, a cookie is a cookie is a cookie. It, a co- a it's cookie's a, a cookie. It is great. But you get a warm white macadamia. Oh, you're happy. You're a happy guy. Yeah, it's a good day. It's, yeah, I agree. I and agree. that's the one positive thing I have about Subway. But look, it's Subway. Sub is in the name. You gotta have good subs. You gotta have fresh meat. That's the first thing. But you know, there are diehard Subway fans. And it, does that not blow your mind? How does that come to be? You know, where, where do you pick Subway over, you know, I, I don't know a comparison. I mean, a lot of the chain <laughs> sub places just aren't that good. Low uh, quantities of meat on mm-hmm. the sandwich, and it's not satisfying most of the time. I'll tell you what, though, Ben. There's two sub places that I will die for. What is it? First one, Firehouse. You walk in, they care about you. you they steam your bun, you order a hook and ladder. They give you ham, turkey, great sub. Second one, Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's they, is solid. They care so much they cut the meat in front of you. That is nice. That is nice. It's fresh cut. Uh, you do get to see it in front of you. But still, they don't put enough meat on the subs no matter where you go. But Agreed. I think it's something that's unavoidable at this point in uh, you know time. But what can you do? You deal with it and you go by taste. And yeah, Jersey Mike's is solid. Firehouse I'm not too familiar with. I need to make a trip, I think. You need to dabble in that, Ben. I'll tell you what. It's a uh, – I've never had a, a bun that soft. It, you swallow – it's like cotton candy in your mouth. It's, it's unbelievable. I'm going to make a trip. But uh, moving on, uh, if you don't follow our Instagram already, you need to. It's at D, the number two, D. Ben Lewis, B-E-N-L-E-W-I-S, not L-O-U-I-S. Nobody spells it that way. Uh, So let's keep things rolling here. Uh, A big focus of today. Now, recently, I've been in the middle of a move, uh, a residential move from house to house. And it brought me to a lot of disturbing points that I think a lot of people can resonate with, which is that moving sucks. The worst. It is so bad. And... People don't appreciate this to the fullest. And I wanted to talk about some of the things that do suck about it. Uh, you know, when you're moving, you know, you're taking furniture from place to place. Furniture is heavy. It's, uh, it's awkward shapes. You don't want to be carrying it and it sucks. And, you know, one of the issues that you encounter is like you'll be moving – like I know I was moving a couch out of my living room. And at first for probably 30 minutes, it would not fit through the doorway. And I wondered how the hell I got it in there to begin with. It's like you're playing Tetris in real life. It's Exactly. And it, how the hell did it happen? So we're trying to put it at all different angles, all kinds of uh, you know maneuvers with it, and it's just not working. Finally, we're able to push it through. You know, We get it through because obviously we know, you know there's got to be a way if we got it in to begin with. There's a will. There's a way. It, always. So it, that was frustrating. And you, know, you have the same issue – when you're getting into your new place, wondering if that piece is going to fit through the doorway. The worst part about it is when you get to the stairs. You got a big, you got a big lump oh. of furniture. You got, you got a hard, a hard, a hard set of good redwood furniture, and you're moving it upstairs around corners. You're the, if you're the bottom guy on the stairs, your life is resting in that top guy's hands. If that top guy slips. That's true. You're going down. That's true. And I just had this experience. Now, I moved into a two-story place. It is, uh, you know, very exciting. I don't like to brag, but it is two stories. And getting the couches, my dresser, uh, a lot of appliances up the stairs, it was difficult. 
And let me tell you, there were almost lives lost. It, it is a dangerous activity moving. And we have a lot of friends, the two of us, that are work for a moving company. Exactly. And it it's a grueling profession. But I understand you applied for a job at this said moving company. I did. I did. Not, not to mention any names. Um, I applied. I, I, I must have followed up six times in a three-week span. Every time I called, they said, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll bring you right in, man. Never <laughs> got a call back. It, it had to be the worst-run business I've ever seen. Not naming any names, though. No names. Now, uh, do, do you feel that it was because it was a terribly-run business, or was your resume uh, a little below standard? You know, Ben, if, if my resume <laughs> isn't good enough to get a moving job, um, I might just move back with my mom then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at that point, I, I'm going nowhere if I can't get I mean, all you're doing is lifting at, at that point. But, of course, you know, you got to wrap furniture. There's more that goes into it. But in the end, you're lifting, and you should be able to acquire a job like that, if I had to say. I, I think you're above that. But uh, now, this is something that goes on all the time. Moving on with the whole moving subject – how many times have you gotten a text from your buddy asking for them to help you move? You know who I feel bad for? The guys with trucks. Oh, oh I know. The guys with trucks. I'm guilty get, of this. I actually uh, moving asked uh, one of our friends yep. to borrow their truck. Yep. And <laughs> it, it, I'll tell you this is what happens every time. And my roommates, all my roommates have trucks. I'm the only one with a car. Every time they're like, hey, man, can we use your truck? I'll buy you a case of beer. Do they ever buy him a case of beer? They never do. Never. Yeah, this is an empty <laughs> promise. They don't put gas in the tank. They're just using the trucks. It, 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 I feel bad for them, but I'm not the one who got a truck. So. Now, now, when I borrowed uh, said friend's truck, I, I let him use my car. It was an even trade. I basically said, you know, let me take your truck. You can take my car. Mm-hmm. And that's how it went. And that worked. And, you know, it's nice to have a truck. And it brings me to another point that I had down here anyway is that people with trucks – have a huge advantage in moving. Oh. Huge. Because you can move a lot of your stuff on your own with nobody's help. A roommate. I mean, maybe one person. Help them load it. That's it. They're That's there. all you need. And I, I firmly believe that uh, you only need two people to help move. You know, you don't need anyone mm-hmm. more than that. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're acquiring a whole group of friends, you're just wasting their time. Yeah. Because they don't know where you want your stuff. They don't know mm-hmm. how you want your stuff handled. Yeah. There's just a bunch of complications. And something, you know, I, I'm not meaning to be mean, but the women are there. They're moving all the small stuff. It's, it's getting in your way. Uh, you're trying to move the big, heavy couches, and you're running into them carrying uh, <laughs> boxes or something. I mean, you know, like yeah, the small boxes, the small boxes. That's what they just they go one one hand at a time and carry them out there. Well, and you know, there's it's a common feel for people to you know not want to hire a moving company like we were talking about because they're astronomically expensive, <sighs> and. It, you know, it frustrates everyone because all they're doing, like we say, you know, they're lifting boxes and they're putting them in, you know, furniture. Sure, it's tough. They deserve a great tip. But, you know, those guys aren't getting paid all that. I guarantee you 80% of the time those movers are showing up drunk. They're showing up stoned. They're carrying your furniture. They don't care if they nick it on something. I'll tell you, I mean, if I, if I would have got my moving job, that would have been me. I, I can't lie. Look, about he's that. honest, and you, you got to appreciate that honesty is the best policy, as I was always told. Uh, going forward with the the moving, 
idea. Uh, heavy furniture. Now, you, there's always like one or two pieces that are abnormally heavy that uh-huh. like, you know, like everything else is manageable. And then it's like the couch, this one couch is like 500 pounds. The the, dre- the parents' dresser from the oh. 1930s. Oh my God. Get, made out of on. steel and wood. Get a new dresser. Get something light. Oh. Get, How do people deal with this? And I, I had to deal with it here. We had a couch. This was funny. They actually, the owners before this place actually left a couch for us. And we were wondering why they left this couch and we tried to move it and realized that it was basically uh, the weight of the Empire State Building. I mean, it was unbelievable. And you could barely even push it on the ground. Uh, We now see why they left it and it makes perfect sense. Uh, Nothing worse. Why why does some furniture have to be this way? At this point, your couch is embedded in the carpet. That thing's staying here for centuries. You might as well forget about that. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Uh, now, this is terrible. Something that happened to me. Now, I'm about three days in at my new establishment here, uh, my new residence. And one of the things that is terrible is like, you know, when you move into a new place, you try to get all the necessities you can. And, you know, you think of everything you use on a day to day basis and you go back and forth with it. You try to figure it out. Well, there's nothing worse than leaving out something and forgetting that you got something. For example, the other day, uh, I came into the horrible encounter that I forgot to get toilet paper for my bathroom uh, at the worst possible time. Oh, gosh. And I feel that because I've been there. But there's one little trick I've learned uh, living on my own, not having toilet paper. It's toilet to shower. It's toilet. Wow. You won't have to buy toilet paper one more time in your life if you learn this trick. This is revolutionary. Toilet to shower. We're single-handedly putting these paper companies out of business. You're throwing me a complete curveball here. Now, I, I was not expecting this. Now, you're saying toilet to shower and you don't even – how long have you, you not no, used no, toilet paper? I'm saying <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm talking in desperate needs. Scarcity necessitates rationing. If I if we don't have toilet paper, I'm toilet to shower. You know, I, I see for emergency situations. Emergency situations in dire need. This if is we a have good toilet move. paper, it's I mean, you know. You know, come on. This is a good move, and I'm glad you brought this up. And I think a lot of the fans are gonna be impressed with your knowledge here because I I would not have thought of this. Now, of course, I know about the toilet to shower routine. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. But is it prevalent enough to where I would have recommended it? No. But I think it's a bold statement and I'm happy with it. I, I'm not recommending it. I'm not saying you should do this every day. You, you should do this in front of your girlfriend. No. That's disgusting. You do this, Or at least don't tell the other You person. do this when every single roommate is out of toilet paper. I'm talking you go to your other roommate's bathroom, look under the sink. <laughs> They're dry too. They, they, they got, all they got is cardboard in there. You know, there's, there's one choice left. Toilet to shower. Simple equation, simple fix, and it's life-changing. Amen. I'm with it. Uh, Moving on. Uh, You have new neighbors when you're moving. Mm -hmm. This is a big part of moving, and especially for me because I like to associate with my neighbors, but not to like an overbearing extent. There's Mm -hmm. nothing worse than the extra neighbor. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying where yeah. they're just in your face. Yeah. So there's it's interesting because you have both sides of it. You know what the neighbors thinking of you 
mm-hmm. and what you're thinking of your new neighbors. So uh, what are your thoughts here? You know, I it's tough. It's tough. Um, you know, it's kind of hard for me to speak on this. I'm, I'm not personally. I'm not too close to my neighbors. One of them. Uh, there's about. If you've been to my house, you know there's about 14 dogs running around in the backyard. They oh, have yeah. birds screeching. They have dogs going crazy. Don't know them. It's I've never seen them once. The other side, great people. Um, but you don't ever want it to get to the point where they're they're asking you, "Hey, can I borrow this?" And uh, you know, "Hey, can I borrow that?" It's oh god, don't get me started on this. No- don't ask your neighbor for anything, okay? That is just like – it's an unwritten law. We were talking about unwritten laws. It's an unwritten rule. It's an it's unwritten like, rule. Just don't do it. You know, your neighbors don't want to be bothered. You don't want to bother your neighbors. Uh, but, you know, make a good impression. You don't want to be the scumbags on the mm-hmm. block. <coughs> and at this, the end of the day, you're just being friends because you have to. Because because your neighbors because your neighbors and you know one day you're gonna have people over and you don't want them to call the police. You want to be on their good side, exactly. And yeah, this is this is an important topic, and it's something that is important to everyone. And it's the subject of neighbors. You just you want to keep friendly with them, and that's all I'm gonna say on it, uh, on on that topic because. There's no reason to be enemies with your neighbor. It just doesn't make sense. It will only hurt you in the long run, and I don't want to harp on it. And then last subject on the whole moving uh, issue is that a lot of times you'll have to take things apart and put them back together in the new place. Like, for instance, one of my roommates had to take apart his bed frame because it wouldn't fit in the truck. And now he has completely given up. And it's just sleeping with his mattress on the floor because he cannot put it back together. That's awful. And my condolences go to him because I've been through that. I've I've been I've moved my room out before, and I'm not gonna lie, I had a mattress on the floor for a good seven to eight months, and and I lived through it, and it was a learning experience. But it's it's the places like it's always IKEA. It's all every time IKEA, it's the it's they, the certain it, a lot, tools. Too many parts. Too many parts. It's the certain tools you have to specially buy from IKEA. And at the end of the day, it's all just a bit They lure you in there. They lure boy. you Let in. Let me tell you, the low prices, the food court, yep. everyone wants to be at IKEA. But If you're buying something from IKEA, you're buying the tools, you're buying the screws, you're buying everything from It's a low-grade product though, IKEA. I mean, yeah. In the end, it, you know, they're mass producing – and it's a high price. Oh, I yeah. can't lie about that. Oh, yeah. Nobody can deny that. Well, look, that's the struggles of moving. If you have anything to add, please send it in. I, I, I love to hear the feedback. You guys are freaking hilarious. Uh, we're rolling here in episode five. I want to give a shout out to Barely Swimsuits. Uh, Barely Swimsuits is huge. Ladies, all the stars are wearing these swimsuits. Everyone wants a piece. And if you don't have one, what are you doing? I do not understand. You need to make something happen here. Put the order in. Use my code day-to-day, D-A-Y-T-O-D-A-Y. You will not be disappointed. Uh, You're going to be looking good. You're going to be helping medical centers, being built in Honduras, uh, and you're going to be changing the world. So just make it happen. Uh, Do what you got to do. BarelySwimsuits.com, B-E-A-R-L-Y swimsuits.com all right make it happen moving on 
a popular topic I got a lot of great feedback on was things that tick you off but you never mention. And Corey, I know you appreciated this topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's several things that happen throughout the day that consistently put me in a bad mood. Just small things. They shouldn't. I admit they shouldn't, but they do. Ruin my whole day. All right. Well, let's let, let's look at a few here. And this is something that you know we went over this list before. We agreed, uh, you know, that all these things are absolutely terrible, and that's something that you know it'll happen to you on a day to day basis. But you know, it'll get on your nerves, but it won't push you to the edge where you're saying something about it and you're making a scene. So let's get right off with it. Uh, you're in the grocery store with someone, and the guy or girl you're with runs over the back of your ankle with a shopping cart. Oh, Lord. How bad is this? Have some feel. Cool your jets, okay? Whoever's with you, I mean, take take a deep breath. You don't need to be on my ass while I'm in the grocery store, okay? It's bad enough I got to deal with the asshole uh, on the roads, you mm-hmm. know? I'll tell you, the worst part is when you're coming out of an aisle. You're focused on another. You're coming out of an aisle hot. Oh. And there, there's another guy coming right down the section. And you both you both hit like that half cart, the stop, and then it's oh. a look at each other. Oh, I know. Like, and you got to do the mental decision of who's going to go first. Who, yep. It's so bad. We need – they need to start putting turn signals on shopping carts now so we know where we're going. Maybe a little stop signs in the little. Next thing you know, you're going to be getting traffic tickets in the grocery store. It is it, – it, it blows my mind when I think about it. And, you know, that is like a great point of that awkward confrontation when you're about to uh, hit carts with someone mm-hmm. but it doesn't actually happen and you got to decide who's going to be uh, going first there. And then I, it's always that old lady. It's it's the elderly oh. lady that's like, wow, these millennials, they they don't have any respect now. That's, oh, that's the look she, the disappointed look. Yeah, they give you the down frown, and it's mm-hmm. it's just it's not a good situation. Uh, moving on, how about when you when you're out eating somewhere, or you know even at home, you, you make place you're eating with family, and the person, <clears throat> whoever it may be, a friend, family, enemy, whoever is picking off your plate, Ugh. like taking pieces of your food. Like how do you how do you react to that? The vultures. They're vultures. Uh, I mean, particularly I've never had – It's a like, fan. can I try this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm done. My napkin's on my plate. Here, you can have it. Oh, my God. The worst – I've never I've, – I've seen it happen before. I ate wings once and they were sitting on a plate on my coffee table for a good, I'd say, 18 hours. One of my friends, not going to name any names, comes by, starts picking picking the tendons off the wings. It's like, how, how desperate are you for some food, man? I will buy Good you a meal. God, that is bad. I, I feel bad for that guy, whoever it is. Thank God you didn't name any names. But uh, we don't want to offend anyone on this show. But uh, getting into it here, how about when you know you're thirsty, right? You're at somebody's house. You say, "Can I have a drink?" And they hand you like a, one of the mini Gatorade or water bottles. Like I've seen it in both Gatorade water, some other products, but mostly Gatorade and water, the mini bottles. You must know what I'm talking about. Dude, you're talking two gulps. You're talking two good solid gulps. I know. And that thing's gone. It is so bad. Like I am actually more thirsty, thirstier after mm-hmm. I drink one of those. Yeah. It's like a teaser. Mm-hmm. 
The, the, the moral of the story is don't serve those. Don't. If you're going to buy Gatorades, buy the normal size. Buy the 12 fluid ounce. Buy, buy the ones that's going to last you a meal. It's going to quench your thirst. Don't buy the little ones that's going to make you more thirsty. Exactly. There's no sense in that. And, you know, you're really just showing a, a bad side of yourself if you're doing that. Uh, if you're handing those to people, be ashamed and don't ever do that. Just take note and learn from it. Uh, moving on, how about this? On, on the subject of small stuff, how about when you ask for a water cup at a food establishment? Like normally it's like fast food places and you'll ask for a water cup and they'll hand you like – a small cup mm-hmm. that looks like a, a little bit bigger than a shot glass. Yep. How does that – The small, clear one. The, why is that a thing? It's terrible. And I, the one place that doesn't do it is Chipotle. I'd say I'm Jewish. I get a water cup anywhere I go. Yeah, I'm not ordering a fountain drink. I'm getting a water cup. I'm with you. And Chipotle, they give you a decent-sized cup, but it's white. It's, it's not clear. You can put whatever – you can put sweet tea in there if you wanted to. Yeah, but no, you're not the scumbag that puts (laughs) – come on. (laughs) Now, this brings us to a whole new level. You know, we talk about scumbag moves. How about when you put a soda in the water cup? You do this? It's – Ben, you can't lie to me. You do it too. We've all been there. (laughs) We've all been there before. Sometimes the funds are tight and I will admit that I have made this move. Uh, but I'm ashamed, and I think everyone should be that does it. It is it is theft. It is it is theft, and, and and thank the Lord that they've never came after me like they do in some of those Twitter videos. <laughs> Did I've you seen, see that fight recently? Yeah, no, cops the cops will be called over people putting a coke in a water cup. Now, do I think it needs to es- escalate to that uh, extent? No, I, I don't think that. But it's the way it goes, and it's the way this world works. And uh, I want to keep going. Don't you know? But first, just let me make the point: a water cup. There's no reason to make that cup smaller than a regular soda drink. That is unacceptable. That should never happen. And that is the point of of that. Now, I occasionally. Now, I'm not an avid uh, long distance driver, but occasionally I will get on a toll road here and there. Mm-hmm. And I do not have a sun pass, which for those of you who don't know, a sun pass is like what gets you through the toll road faster than just giving them change. So like you can drive right through the toll. Mm -hmm. And I don't have one of these. And I find that it will waste a significant part of my life. Like I am fumbling, bumbling with change in my hand, trying to figure it out. And you had mentioned you got to make the shot. No, the worst part. You pull up to the window. Obviously, you don't pull close enough because uh, who, whoever does. And you're yeah. sitting there shooting change like an idiot, like you're playing beer pong on the highway. Yeah. And it, what if it's my last quarter and I miss? I got to get out of the car like a moron on the middle of the highway. Yeah, there's a there's a 30-car pileup behind you. Meanwhile, me, a Floridian native, I'm going right through the sun pass. Yeah, you got the sun pass? I got the sun pass. Come on. I'll tell you, there's one way around the Sun Pass that I've learned. You go in, you know the white lane, the bike lane on the highway. You go in the white lane <laughs> just when you pass it and it doesn't catch you. I guarantee it. <laughs> I promise you that. I've learned Whoa, from Whoa, now we do not advertise loopholes <laughs> here on the podcast. But 
This sounds genius, and I will be trying it very soon. Hopefully, I do not get a ticket in the mail. Uh, moving on. A pool without floaties is not a pool. Ugh. Don't. Gosh. Who has a pool without floaties? What do you want now, me to float on my back? Now, look. It, <laughs> yeah, I know. Even though, like, all right, sometimes I see where, like, people will keep their floaties in, like, a tub or, like, a bin. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to use them all the time, but you got to have them. You got to have some. You have to. And I've had a bad experiences with those bins. I'm not going to lie. Growing up, my parents did that. They kept it in a bin. One day I go out, I open it. There's a wasp nest. I get, oh. two, I get two stings. Two stings on my neck. Oh. And I'm a child. Like, come on. I'm crying. You're I, upset. I don't know what I'm doing. And it, it gets to the point where it's like, it, just keep the floaties in the pool, man. Keep, the, keep them blown up. Keep them floating in the pool. Yeah, keep the pool happy. This is, you know, all right, I see it all the time. You know, you want good floaties too. I understand like, you know, any floaties uh, are good floaties, but there's certain that go above and beyond. You know, there's the rafts that you can like lay on and you won't get wet while you're laying on them. Mm -hmm. How nice is that? Uh, You know, every now and then you want to get in your pool, but not get wet, if that makes sense. You know, I had a friend who watched movies while he was in his pool. And he wanted to lay in it but not get wet and watch the movies, which is totally acceptable in my mind. You should be able to do whatever you want with your pool. So it's a, it's a good situation. And I don't know many people that don't have floaties for their pool. So that, mm-hmm. I, I think that's good. The, the good ones, they're the ones that fit three-plus people. The ones that you can sprawl oh, out on. You can the take peacock a, floaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. flamingo. It, it, it's like a floating air mattress pretty much. You, you lay on that, you could nap for days. That is nice. Uh, you know, it rains a lot here in Florida and uh, heavy thunderstorms. And I see it all the time and I just don't understand why. And I'm pretty sure it's illegal. But people that will drive in the rain with their hazard lights on or otherwise known as their flashers – you know the flashing lights where both your blinkers mm-hmm, – mm-hmm. you see this? Yep. It, it, I'll tell Don't you, tell me you do this. No, I'm not that guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll tell you. I'm a, I might be the water cup guy, but I'm not the flashing, flashing the lights guy. I'll tell you who it is. It's the Taurus. They, uh-huh. They're not used to driving in these conditions. But who is it that tells these people to begin with, like growing up? That you put your hazards on. Where did this start, this trend? I don't even understand it. What does it do? Just, I, at, just at least turn your headlights on. That's all you got to do. Well, don't of be, course. Don't be the guy driving with no headlights in the rain. You can't see him. You, you go to switch lanes. You, you don't even know he's there. You can't. It's a downpour. It's Florida. What do you expect? Huh, exactly. Don't do this. Uh, you know, Keep your head on straight and realize that you can drive through the rain without your he- uh, hazards on. This is unacceptable. It pisses me off when I see it, and I don't want to see it anymore. Hopefully, uh, we can get rid of that with this podcast. Uh, Moving on, there's a major plastic straw ban that is covering the United States. Uh, A lot of places in Florida, especially on the beaches, you can't have plastic straws anymore. You can't. You can't. And you know what, Ben? I'm kind of a fan of this because anytime I got a plastic straw, I go, you grab the straw, you bang it on the table to break it out. And the straw breaks. You put it in your drink and you're sipping air. It, I know. It, it's like the straw slit that like it's like yeah, a slit. Exactly. In it, and exactly. like you don't get anything from it when mm-hmm. this happens. And that is the worst. You're sucking on it like an idiot. And nothing is uh, giving. It, it does not happen. 
But they moved to the paper straws, and that that might be worse. But let me tell you, with the paper straws, how bad they are. Uh, the restaurant I work at that I often re- refer to as the worst job on earth, uh, basically they have these paper straws now. I put them in my drink. It looks like the straw is dissolving in my water cup. Who wants that? You know, I mm-hmm. – I, look, I, I understand you're saving the sea turtles, but something's got to give with human satisfaction. Just don't give me a straw at that point. Just, it just, yeah, just let give me, me just the lid it. off yeah. and just come on. Like, All right, moving on. Uh, now, we don't condone cheating whatsoever on this podcast. Cheating is wrong in any aspect of life. But let's talk about the people that do cheat. And when that happens, uh, the people that cover their answers – uh, basically, when you're trying to cheat off of their test. Ooh, now, I, shame on you to the cheater. But, you know, you're trying to get those answers. I mean, you're hoping that the person next to you is leaving uh, their test answer booklet uh, open, available for all eyes to see. Shame on the cheater, but, Ben, we've all been there. We, we've all been that guy that shows up to an exam. Now, look, I now – You can't tell your left from your right hand. You walk in and you, you all you, – you're relying on the uh, the dude next to you, the smart guy. You're looking. You don't even know him, but you're relying on him. He looks smart. Yeah, that's all. That's all you need is the look, and you, you need the look to look, to look smart. Uh, it's pretty simple, and you know there are the people that like, you know, certain cheaters. I'm sure have copied off of that look smart, but they aren't, and then they end up getting a bad grade. Ends up bad. And I, I mean, I mean, not I, but uh, whoever the cheater may be. Uh, that's terrible for them because, you know, they end up getting screwed over with, you know, cheating and a bad test grade. But if it's me, if I'm the guy that studied, my answers are wide open, man. When have you been the guy that studied? I question. Exactly. But if I am, (laughs) if I'm ever the guy. In that circumstance. Uh, no, but seriously, if, you know, for all the cheaters out there, uh, I'm helping you out. Don't cover your answers during your exam. Who the hell cares if the guy next to you is looking at your test? He's just trying to pass, and he's just trying to better himself, and you should appreciate that. Uh, But moving on, now this is something I know you have a deep uh, experience with, and this is something that I've encountered too in my life, and it is terrible, and that is when you know your roommate – is your friend. Uh, now we're talking from a guy's perspective. And basically his girlfriend, uh, your roommate's girlfriend, will come over and linger at your house. As in, uh, say your roommate goes to work, goes to class, uh, you know, goes to goes golfing, whatever he does. He leaves and the girlfriend stays there at your house. How does that fly with you, Corey? <laughs> It's just – it's a respect standpoint. It's a, Sometimes I want to come home. I want to hop in the shower. I want to be able to blast music, walk around. You want to be in your own house and I, have freedom. I want to be in my own house by myself having freedom. And listen, I don't have a problem. Like, I do have a problem actually. I take that back. I have a tiny problem with it. Unleash. It just gets to the point – Give me my space, man. Have some feel. Let me let me walk in the kitchen in my boxers. Let me walk around naked. I don't care. 
Just give me my house to myself. Please. It's just the it's just the uh, the point of it being your house. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's it goes back to unwritten rules and unwritten laws. Uh, just don't linger. And this goes for both sexes. I mean, seriously, if you're a boyfriend hanging out at a girlfriend's yeah. house, know to go home. You know, I'm not saying this from a, a one sex standpoint. This is an issue that goes all the way around. It, it, know your time limit at your significant other's establishment. And I couldn't have put it any better. I mean, if, if that's me and I'm hanging out at a girl's house and she leaves to go to work, I'm not hanging out there. I'm going home. I'm going to my bed. I'm not lingering around just sitting in her house. I, I don't know how you could waste your day doing that. It, it, it blows my mind. You would think you would have better things to do. But anyway, that is uh, a continuation of things that tick you off but you never mention. Send in more ideas. I want to hear. I want to know what's going on in your world. What pisses you off? All right. But uh, look, uh, coming up on a recent discovery I made, which has been huge. Uh, I have not put it to use yet, but I have realized that Domino's Pizza has a thing called pizza insurance on every pizza. <sighs> This is nice. I mean, I don't even have health insurance, but the pizzas I order have insurance. I mean, this is it's it's a game changer. This is big. Now, did you know about this before I told you? I did. Okay. So let me let me go into this. Uh, If you order a pizza from Domino's delivery uh, or pickup, and you take your pizza home, you get it wherever, and you drop it, you destroy it. it in any way. If it becomes inedible. You have pizza insurance where Domino's will refund uh, – well, will remake your pizza and deliver it to you, have you pick it up, whatever you uh, had set up. And this is huge because I know plenty of people that have dropped pizzas right after they got it, believe it or not. It's an easy thing to do. It might not sound like it, but it's very easy. It happens. And how bad is it? I don't know if you've ever seen this, but when people will pick up a pizza and put it under their arm – like oh. so, the cheese slides oh. all the one to one side of you. Have you seen this? You get it, and it's pretty much a calzone. It's oh. folded in half. But then the it. one end is just the mutant yep. skin mm-hmm. with tomato mm-hmm. sauce and oh, it's all the pepperonis on one end. You're getting God. straight bread on the other. It, Don't let it happen. Uh, but anyway, Wedge Wednesday has been huge. I, if you haven't seen on the Instagram again, follow at d the number two d Ben Lewis. Uh, it has been blowing up. We've been getting all kinds of submissions. Uh, Wedge Wednesday, again, you send in a picture of the wedges you see at restaurants, and uh, I'll give you an honest rating of them. I'll let you know how they are, and they'll get posted every Wednesday. But I have a question going along with this Wedge Wednesday today, and that question is, for all the fans, and for Corey as well, do you feel that a an pre-infused orange lime, whatever it may be, flavoring is as good as an actual wedge. So for instance, a Bud Light lime, is that as good as a Bud Light with a wedge of lime? Uh, Corey, what are your thoughts? It's not. Okay. I mean, I'll get Bud Light lime, I'll drink it. I don't mind it. But the Bud Light orange, where they try and infuse the orange in it, it's terrible. You you drink two beers and it's like you're drinking – like a pumpkin spice latte. It's awful. Now, I haven't tried the Bud Light Orange, uh, so I don't know. I have tried the Bud Light Lime. I like it, but I agree it's not as good because it's not fresh juice or mm-hmm. concentrate or whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, that you're putting in there. 
it's just not the same. And you can tell, and I don't, uh, I, I don't know what the feedback will be, but I want to hear and I want to know. Um, moving on. Now, in today's world on the internet, you're all the time making different accounts for whatever it may be that you're getting interested in, whatever you're doing, whatever social network you're signing up for. It's a world of technology. And a a common theme I see when registering for accounts for places is a thing called a suggested password. This is not something that makes any sense in my mind. Who uses these? It doesn't relate to you. It's it's always something weird. It's always it's it's like Big Bird one two three exclamation point apostrophe six nine. Yeah, no, it makes no sense. It is all kinds of weird digits. Odd numerals, all things you don't want to use in your password. Not to mention that most everyone on earth has a password they use for everything. Do mm-hmm. you do you have something like that? I, do. I have about two, maybe three, but I always know it's one of the three. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Yep. So nobody is coming up with some random password that doesn't make sense. And I'll tell you, I've done it before. Sometimes you've you, used the suggestion. Sometimes password. you're in a rush and you accept it and you try and go back two days later, you have no idea what that password was. You're going in, you're a blind bat. You have no idea. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard of anyone actually using this. But you're saying I, I you do. Lie. You're saying I did. Yeah, I I listen, I hear you. And this is a, a shocker to me. But I guess if it's used, uh, you know, there's a reason it's there. It must be used. Mm-hmm. And that blows my mind. I would never use, you know, uh, Ben Lou uh, 697865 apostrophe S exclamation point question mark uh, numero uno. But what can you do? And uh, all right, let, let's keep going. Corey, I want to – your day today. <sighs> it started early. It peaked early. And it went on a downward spiral fast. Please just – all right. So I know you had – you were up late last night. Let's start mm-hmm. there. It was an all-nighter, Ben. Uh, an all-nighter doing what? Partying? No. No, no, no. Not studying. last night. Studying. Studying. Right. 8 a.m. exam. Showed up. We did good. I'll tell you after. First Fortnite win in I couldn't tell you how long. I've, got, I've had one win before. This so this was, was your second win. My second win ever. Which is big. That's the, that's yeah, a good start to big. a day. Because my only other win was back back in the old days when, when no one was good. I see. So I got a win now. I, that's that's a peak of my day right there. I take a nap after. I study five hours. Show up to my second exam. Completely bombed it. And I'm not joking with you. It's a 75-question exam. I probably knew about 10 to 15 of them. I've been there. It, it gets to the point where like it, pe- it, people are leaving and you're just bubbling in answers because you want to <laughs> leave. <laughs> I know. Like, no, no, no. This is the exact feeling I have every exam. It's like you don't want to be the last guy there. Yeah, You, you don't, don't want to be that guy. so bad. Yep. It is – you know, in the end, when it comes down to it, when you see these people, these tryhards as I call them, that are you know getting done so quick – it makes other people do worse because it pressures them. It does. Peer pressure is a real thing in a testing environment, and it needs to be discussed. It does. It gets to the point where you just start bubbling C because that's what you're taught from a young age is C is correct. So what would you say? You had two exams today. How would you say you did on each of them? If you had to guess a letter grade, 
for the first and second, how would you rate them both? First one, it's in. We're a B. That's solid. That's solid. Second one, I- I'm happy if I get above a 50 on this one. I, it's Well, it, look. That- the, the worst part about it is she gave different versions. There was like four different versions to everyone. So there's no, there's no looking over on the smart dude next to you. There's nothing. It's all – all right, so it's tough. It's tough for it's a, tough. A, a cheater out there. <laughs> and uh, now I understand that at your house. Uh, we're going to close out the episode with this. This has been a great episode, by the way, where we have just gone and gone on endless mm-hmm. topics. And I love it. Everything is a great subject, uh, content behind it. But one last thing. You had mentioned a story uh, to me earlier about your roommate leaving some chicken in a sink. Oh, you, let's just close man. out with this. I want to hear what happened. Tell us. Uh, let me tell you about my summer. This this is how it's gone. My roommate, Kurt, love him to death. Great guy. He le- he defrosts chicken in the sink. Now, I'm not talking one or two breasts. I'm talking a five-gallon bag. Leaves it in the sink. He goes home two days later, forgets about it. There's dishes piled on top of it. We have no idea. Three weeks later maggots hatch all over my house everywhere you go you go to turn on the sink 200 flies fly out right in your face you can't our sinks inhabitable now this 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 is terrible this is this is disgusting and we talk a lot about issues with roommates now i understand you guys are good friends and it happens uh but this is a big screw up in the roommate sphere big you don't do this, rotten chicken. Like I said, love the kid to death, but, but classic Kurt. He classic Kurt. He sees it. He knows it's happened. He comes back. He leaves right after. It's it's all us. We're we're sitting there spraying bug spray in our sink. It's our house is inhabitable. Maggots are nothing point. to mess mess with either. Uh, maggots are the real deal, and they will screw up your house. They will. But look, will. Uh, I, I appreciate the story. I think a lot of people will appreciate their roommates a lot more after they hear how terrible that uh, situation was. And uh, I want to remind everyone here as we close things out to call into our hotline, ask questions as Corey did here. Uh, the number is 321-222-7609. Again, that's 321-222-7609. That's the hotline. Call in, leave a voicemail, let us know your piece. Uh, I want to hear it. Uh, please rate, subscribe, and download all the episodes. Uh, you're going to love them. I mean, seriously, this is the best podcast on planet Earth, people. Tell everyone you know. Uh, th- this has been great. I'm glad to have Corey on the show. Corey, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Ben. It's an honor. I'm glad we could make this happen, and I hope you make it home with the uh, zero miles in your tank right now. <sighs> Yeah, good luck. Uh, But this has been a great episode five. We're halfway to ten. This is huge. Uh, This podcast is blowing up. God bless all the fans. And please, stop taking pictures of me at night through my window. I don't need that. Uh, Good night and uh, enjoy.